Hey guys, welcome back to Growing in Christ. I am your host, Shador Foy, and today we will be doing part two of God Desires Us. So, on part one, we kind of talked about how God desires man to manifest himself. So, um, just saying that you can't be a promise keeper without making promises to somebody. You can't be a healer if nobody needs to be healed and things like that. Also, just with things like we can't gain strength if there's no one to give us strength. And also talking about how the world isn't going to give us the things that God gives us because every perfect gift comes from above. So the world cannot give what our God gives, which is truly a blessing. And that's also why God desires us because he is a great giver. And so today on the part two, we will be talking about how um, first, I should say, we will be talking about how we are made in God's image. And that's one reason why God desires us because, you know, we are made in the image of God. It's almost like being a parent or even when you're like a cousin. I know that I have like a nephew as well that um, when he does things that are kind of like me or, you know, quote unquote, in the image of me, um, it almost brings a sort of, you know, not pride but like a good feeling to you knowing that you're imparting something in another person or somebody else especially somebody else that is connected to you as family is um close to you in that way they are walking in the image of you they're picking up on the things that you do so that's the same way with us and god it is like a like a looking in the mirror if you will like that saying like father like son so it's like that sense of happiness and joy when you get to look in the mirror and see what you've imparted into your child especially with parents as far as genes or if you know your son has red hair and you have red hair it's like one way that you can connect and just know that you know have that sense of that person is mine that person is a part of me so um i thought the best place to really back this theory of mine would be to start with genesis 1 26 through 27 so um um grab your bibles because we will be going into this scripture with the things that i will be talking about today and you can also grab some pencils pens and papers and just take notes as we go along so again that was genesis chapter 1 verses 26 through 27 which states then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth verse 27 says so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them so basically um sums it up just talking about how we were truly created in the image of god so in the image of righteousness we were created in the image of truth in the image of honesty in the image of just being that good person in the image of justice you know because it's not always about features like physical features as we are created in somebody you know maybe 
um, going back to the father and son or the mother and daughter. Maybe they have different color hair than you or their nose is different from you, but there are certain things that they do that you do. You know, maybe they're good at basketball, just like you had, um, you were good at basketball when you were a teen or different things like that. So, um, those, when I think of the image of God, I think of that as how we are created in that sense of an image of just in the likeness of God and just having those genes of God, which I will say that we, through Jesus Christ, we can truly tap into, you know, it's not that we are just like fully wicked and different things. I mean, we do have wicked devices in our hearts and we do have wicked imaginations, but going back to Jesus Christ and coming to him and accepting him as your savior, you have now be been made a new creature and went back to that first creation it also talks about in the scriptures about um through jesus christ we are now like a firstborn unto god so we are um like adam and eve so every time a woman or a girl comes to god is like being in the sense of being recreated in Eve's place or just for men and boys it's like being recreated in Adam's place so the things the way that God made Adam the way that God made Eve he's making us so we're still having that image of God and then another um, verse that I would like to turn to is 1st Timothy 2 and 3 through 4 so we can take a moment to turn our Bibles there. Just a So again, that is First Timothy two, three through four, which reads. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, for who desires all men to be saved and come and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So um God is God of truth. So just being saved and again, like I said, going back to being in Adam's place or being in Eve's place, it is God's desire that we become those firstborn, that we are in the image of God as far as walking in truth, like in verse 4, which says, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That is one likeness of God, God being a God of truth, having truth in us that shows that we are connected to God in some way. Um, and then we'll turn to Romans 8 and 29. Which states So again, that is Romans 8 and 29, which says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So, it is God's will that we be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. You know, the image that he 
walked in the image of righteousness the image of truth the image of justice the image of holiness the image of strength it is god's will that we be conformed to jesus christ's image so it's like he's the big brother and he's our example that we are to thrive to walk in you know and it's like being it's like being created in the image of god though we have a man form to show us that yes it is possible in the in the sense of being a man you know because god is so great and he's all-knowing and all-powerful it's like how do i fit my feet in those big shoes but um just having jesus christ to come and to show us that it is possible to walk amongst the earth and still be looked at as a son of god or as a daughter of god and you know through jesus christ he showed us the possibility of that that all things are possible to those who believe so it is very vital that we i mean if we haven't before or maybe we knew but it was in the back of our minds you know but just really taking that to heart that we are the sons of god we are the daughters of god and just being mindful of what do i have to show for it you know like you you might look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, wow, um, my nose looks just like my dad's or I have the same eyes as my mom's. You have something to show for being a daughter of your parents or being a son of your parents. So just like every day, not necessarily looking at your physical characteristics, but just looking at your spiritual characteristics and your personality, your characteristics of your personality and just understanding in what ways am I showing that I am in the likeness of God, that I am in the likeness of Jesus Christ, that I am in the likeness of being a part of his family. Um, so that was the first part of today's lesson is the just the fact that we are made in God's image and that is a reason for him to desire us because you know we're we're a part of him being made in somebody's image almost makes you like a part of that person so we are a part of God and God delights in us being a part of him you know especially with us being as Christians we make up the body of Christ so we are very well a part of Jesus Christ and the body of Christ um so the next part of uh, this part two was that we are God's children slash people. So we are his people and more so we are his children through Jesus Christ and different things. And because God loves us oh so much like a father um, and some scriptures that we can use for this is Second Chronicles 7 and 14, which says. Let me turn to it. Okay. So, so Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So in here we have God himself calling us his people. We have God himself 
talking to us, you know, just saying um, that we are his people and we are called by his name. And so it also puts some responsibility on us as being one of God's people as just to walking in that humbleness, which is, again, walking in the image of God to be humble is the image of God is the image of Christ. So walking in that humbleness to show that we are his people and praying, you know, talking to God, most people who you are a part of, meaning you have a some type of connection with them. So praying to God shows that connection that we have for God. It shows us acknowledging God. And then when it says um, to seek God's face, you know, I mean, just thinking about could you go years on years on years without even talking to seeing your parents? Like, could you just imagine going maybe like 30 years or maybe maybe not that extreme but maybe just like five years without even seeing talking to or being in contact with your parents you know it's it's a hard thought to process so that should be the same thing for God it should be the same thing with it's hard not talking to God it's hard not seeking his face in everything it's hard not to seek his face when things are going bad you know and also just thinking about that like who do we turn to in bad times especially these times you know with the COVID out and it's easy to just freak out and you know with the six feet distance it's kind of hard to cling to your family and your parents right now it's kind of hard to cling to your friends so you know we have God to turn to because God can never get us sick with the COVID-19 nor can it happen vice versa. So just clinging to God in these times and seeking his face in these times where we can't seek anybody else's. And then um and it says in turn from their wicked ways, which is another way that we can show that we are children of God and that we are in the image of God because um what what um, company does righteousness have with um, foolishness or with wickedness or lawlessness? So we should not delight in wicked things, you know, because we are righteous, because we are the people of God. We should not delight in doing wicked because God doesn't delight in doing wicked and we are made in his image. And then it says then will he hear from heaven and then will he forgive our sins and heal our land so this is just really um a crucial scripture i mean it's always been a crucial scripture for me and i loved it from the first point that i heard it but also just in times like these you know times where you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know what's next everything just seems so bad and out of place just following these scriptures just praying turning from your wicked ways, seeking God's face, you know, humbling yourself. And then will God begin to hear you because it's almost like, oh, okay, now, now you're sounding like my child. Now you're acting like my people now. So now I will move for you, you know, and it's not like, you know, God won't move for us unless we, we say the secret code or different things like that. No, but it's, it's like, it's almost like you sound unfamiliar to God. When you're doing so much wickedness, when you're not walking in the image of God, when you're being so prideful, you're not humbling yourself, when you rarely ever pray, your voice gets a little unfamiliar 
So you have to make sure that you are doing these things so God can heal your land. So he will hear you in heaven. So you're not just sounding unfamiliar to God, you know. And then uh, the next ver- the next um, verse that we can go to is Zephaniah 3, 16 through 17. So again, that's Zephaniah 3, 16 through 17, which states, And that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion, let not your hands be weak. Verse 17, The Lord your God, in your midst the Mighty One will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will you. He will quiet you in his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. So this one just talks about um, just knowing that Jerusalem and Zion and um, um, the Israelites were God's people. And just talking about how God never wants us to fear and never wants us to be weak. And saying that the Lord your God in your midst. Saying that the mighty one will save. So not only is he God, not only is he the Lord, but he's our God. You know, we have the right to claim him as our God being because we are his people. We have the right to claim him as our father because we are his children. So just just being mindful of that and just being mindful that God will rejoice over us with gladness. He will quiet us in his love. He will rejo- rejoice over us with singing because he loves us so much and he desires us so much. And it is such a blessing to have him in our lives, but it also blesses him that we look to him. It also blesses him that he has us, you know, because he is rejoicing over us with singing. He is quieting us in his love. He is rejoicing over us with gladness. He saves us. He's always in our midst. You know, it's truly a blessing. And then the next scripture that we'll be going to is Titus 2 and 14. So again, that is Titus 2 and 14, which states, Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works so god also um, sent jesus christ just to allow us to be purified and to be set apart as his own special people and our um kind of job is to be zealous for good works you know we are supposed to be excited to do the will of god excited to walk in the image of god so how great is it to know that jesus christ died to save you but also to make you god's own special people you are god not only are you just god's people you are god's special 
people. And that I know that blesses my heart to know how much God cares about us, you know, to highly rank us like that. That truly is a blessing and not in comparison to other people, but just knowing that we are we are God's people. We are God's special people, you know, just that just it just rings so good in my ears it's such a blessing to me um and then the next scripture is isaiah 44 21 through 22 we'll turn to So again, that's Isaiah 44, 21 through 22, which says, Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, excuse me, for you are my servant. I have formed you. You are my servant. O Israel, you will not be forgotten by me. Verse 22 says, I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions and like a cloud your sins. Return to me for I have redeemed you. So this, um, these verses are a blessing too. Just knowing that um, we are God's servant and God has formed us. And I just really like the part, like the ending of verse 21 where it says, Oh Israel, you will not be forgotten by me. So just knowing that God will never forget us. We will never be forgotten by God. It's not always this each and every day always having to prove yourself, if you will, to God. And just being like, okay, God, my name is this, that, and another. And I'm your child. And I do this and I do that. No, God will always remember you. Even when you turn astray for whether it be hours, days, months, weeks, years, no matter how long, maybe you turn astray from God. And maybe you choose not to seek the face of God. Maybe you choose not to pray to God. You choose not to humble yourself. For however long, God is always welcoming you with open arms because he's like, I remember you. I I remember when I formed you. I remembered when I called you my own, you know, and that's, that's truly a blessing, you know. I mean, there's some people in your life that you may do them dirty or you may turn from them or not see them for a while and they're like um who are you and sometimes they do it jokingly like i haven't seen you in a minute but god never does that with us god is it's like you pick up where you left off kind of it's like god is still that loving god when you come back he's not like okay let's let's say the sinner's prayer again let's do this all over again let's do mm -mm. no god remembers you and he remembers you as his servant. He doesn't just remember you as somebody, but he still remembers you as his own special person. So that truly is a blessing. And then the next verse is Galatians 3 and 26. Okay. 
So again, that's Galatians 3 and 26, which says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So this shows us that we are all sons and daughters of God through Christ Jesus. Knowing that when the moment that you accept Christ into your life and make him your savior, you have officially been adopted into the family of God. That you are now a son of God. That you are now a daughter of God. It's not like you're, you're necessary necessarily lower than jesus it's like oh jesus is my son and you're you're just my servant you're not you're not my child you're not my people but you're you're just the help you're you're just the ones that do the dirty work or you're just the ones that just work no we all have a part to play and we all are children of god so it's not like we get you know the grunt work if you will or we're just the ones that are like uh okay i'll i'll have you but i don't necessarily want you but i'll have you no there's no favoritism in god like god truly loves us all because he has enough love to love us all equally and that truly is a blessing and then we can turn to romans 8 16 through 17 so again that is Romans 8 16 through 17 which says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God verse 17 says and if then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with with him that we may also be glorified together so this scripture talks about how um how the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god so not only is it just some thought in our head or some thought that the apostles believed when they were writing the new testament but no it's actually truth you know that the spirit of god bears witness that we are the children of god so god himself just says no i agree you know you are my children you are um, I am your father. So that truly is a blessing. And then in verse 17 where it says, And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So just as Christ is glorified because of his suffering and because of his blameless walk with Christ, so will we also be glorified as Christ because of what we do. You know, with glorifying God and with walking upright for God, we will also be glorified together with Christ and we are also heirs to the throne heirs to the things of God you know so everything that God has we can have too if God is a God of blessing if God is a God of truth if God is a God of holiness and uprightness we also have right to have that uprightness for ourselves we also have the right to have that those blessings for ourselves those healing for ourselves so it truly is a blessing to be connected to the Lord 
Now, the next verse that we will be going to is 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. So again, that is 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10, which states, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10 says, Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So this, these two scriptures really scream a lot um, of just truths of God. Just knowing that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. And just with the apostles writing this, not just boosting up ourselves or just just boosting ourselves up out of pride but no really writing with the spirit of god so just as if the spirit says it himself you know really um connecting with the spirit to incline themselves to hear from the lord and just as if these are the lord's words as the lord is telling you that you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people you know that shows how much the lord how highly the lord thinks of you you know which is truly a blessing because sometimes we get so caught up in praising God and just God being so much better better and greater than us and even Jesus Christ and not saying that we shouldn't oh uh, our mouths should be filled with praise for the Lord and praise for Jesus Christ but also realizing that at the same time while we are giving God praises while we are glorifying God it's not just a one-sided relationship but God and Jesus Christ praise us they are thinking highly of us they are truly loving us and looking at us saying what a great people you are you know what a great child you are and that truly is a blessing and also you know being that highly thought of God because of how we praise, you know, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into the, his marvelous light, which also is a blessing. So not only is it like a choice of our own or, you know, like you don't ever choose to be born by your parents. You know, God doesn't line up a whole bunch of groups of men and women together and be like okay which one do you want to be your father which one do you want to be your mother and you get to pick them out no it just happens that way so just the same with this in a sense that God calls you you know sometimes it's not of us to choose God it's not of us to always choose God's way but it's God loving us so much and calling us out of that darkness and into his holy light and also um, in verse 10 when it says we were not a people but now we are the people of God so you go from not being a people to being the people of God the most high I mean that truly is a blessing it's almost like you go from being a nobody to the greatest somebody there is you know and then in the second part um, where it says who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy and 
God's mercy is the mercy that truly matters. So once we had not obtained mercy, you know, people were not merciful to us. They looked down on us. But now we have jumped to having the mercy of God. And that truly is a blessing. And then the next scripture is Romans 8 and 28. So again, that's Romans 8 and 28, which says, And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So us being children of God, us being people of God, I would say that we are the ones called according to his purpose. And as us being children, as us being his people, I would hope that we love him so that all things can work together for the good for us. I would hope that we have a sincere love in our heart for God so that those things can work together for our good, you know, and that we not only just being called according to his purpose but also just be mindful of working his purpose you know his purpose for our lives because he calls us for a reason he calls us out of love and he calls us out of mercy and to give us life more abundantly but he also wants us to have something to show for that life more abundantly he also wants us to do things within that having life you know there's no reason to be alive and not manifest anything if you will it's it's kind of a ways to have life more abundantly and not live it or not walk in it or not show for it you know so just being mindful of that being mindful of the purpose of god and the reasons why he gives us things and yes a big chunk of it is because of his love and his grace and his mercy but it's also for his purpose as well and just being mindful of fulfilling the purpose of god and then the another verse that we'll turn to is deuteronomy 7 6 through 9 um so again that's deuteronomy 7 6 through 9 which says for you are a holy people to the lord your god the lord your god has chosen you to be a people for himself a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth verse 7 the lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people for you were the least of all people verse 8 says but because the lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers the lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of pharaoh king of egypt verse 9 says therefore know that the lord your god he is god the faithful god who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments so this is a lot packed into these um four verses um 
just starting with verse 6 knowing that we are a holy people to the lord your god which um this is back in the old testament which is with Deuter um deuteronomy is in the old testament which is with the israelites and god's first people if you will and you know his first people that he gathered together that he called you know the israelites um that those were his people you know as far as um the gentiles and things um god god spoke to them through jesus christ and that's when um the gentiles got were able to be adopted into god's people and adopted into god's family but um again like i said jesus christ came so that whenever we can turn back to the old testament and whenever god is talking to the israelites we know that he is also talking to us you know when he's talking to them he's talking to us it's not like we have to stay in the new testament and anything in the old testament isn't for us because we're not his people we we were saved through jesus christ we weren't born into the family if you will no it this the old testament we can look back and we can read those things and they can speak to our lives as well because of jesus christ being the connector of just so many other people it's it's almost like jesus christ was the outreach for god you know you have your whole people over here that you have kept for so long and you know you've kept them secluded you kept them set apart and now jesus christ is like the big brand opening of an outreach to so many more people so we can still look back and we can still keep these promises in our hearts and for ourselves as well so um also talking about how the lord your god has chosen you to be a people for himself so even us a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth so knowing that we are children of god knowing that we are people of god we are a treasure to god above all the other people on the face of the earth there are certain people who have more money than us there are certain people who are have more cars or more ways of transportation or maybe they're even more like more liked than us maybe people like them more than they like us but knowing that we are the ones that god wants to be his treasure you know he he bypasses them and we are the ones that are treasured more than anybody else on the face of the earth you know and God didn't just choose us, you know, as far as being a people because he knew the people who would come to him would be the most. No, we we were the least of them, you know. Most it takes a strong will and the a strength of God to really do the right thing. There's not too many people who will stand up and do the right thing. There's not too many people who want to live the christian life that want to think about what would jesus do there's not too many people who want to live that way so we are the least of those people but it's only because god loves us and because god cares for us and he wants and also with him manifesting himself he wants to be a promise keeper to the fathers before us to to our forefathers you know 
So it truly is a blessing to have a God that loves us this much and thinks so highly of us. Um, even from the beginning, you know, when God knew that Jesus Christ would come and would save all and that this word would be for all. So even from the beginning, he thought so highly of us, which is truly a blessing. And then we'll go back to Romans again and we'll go to Romans 8 and 30. So again, that is Romans 8 and 30, which says, Moreover, whom he predestined these, he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. So first it starts with, moreover, whom he predestined, meaning that he already knew that we would come to him. So he knew what day it would happen, how old you would be, he knew when you would come to him, and he predestined it. So that's the first thing that God did. That shows how much God pays attention. You know, that's the first thing. And these he also called. So whom he predestined, whom he was like, okay, I want this person to be mine. I want that person to be mine. Then he took it a step further, and he called them. He called unto them. So it's like, it's your eighth birthday or your seventh birthday or maybe even your 19th birthday and God's like this is the year this is the year that I'm gonna call them this is the year that I'm gonna place it on their heart to come to me or even beforehand maybe God is just dealing with you all throughout your life but this is the year that you are going to come to God and he doesn't just stop there and it says whom he called these he also justified so not only did he call you but he also justified you because the works that we do for Christ, we have to be blameless. And we don't need that wavering over our heads. God's like, I, I know what you did before. I know what you're going to do after. But I'm, gonna, I'm going to justify you. I'm going to make you blameless. Because now you are a new creature. Now I called you and I knew all that you would do in between of being saved, being called, and being predestined. I knew all that. So I'm going to justify you. And then it says, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. So after the justification, after God forgives our sins, after God justifies us, he glorifies us. He talks about how angels in heaven just get so excited about people who come to Christ. They get so excited about the sinners that um, say the sinner's prayer, the sinners that come and recognize God as their savior. They get so excited about it and they glorify those people. And not only do the angels in heaven glorify them, but God himself bless me god himself glorifies them so that truly is a blessing to be glorified by god and to be glorified justified predestined and called by god that truly is a blessing um bless me um next we will turn to isaiah 43 and 21 
So again, that was Isaiah 43 and 21, which says, This people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. So again, talking about how we are the people of God, and also with God saying it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, my allergies are acting up. Um, With God uh, saying it once again, just really putting it in there that we are his people and just from his mouth you know um and saying that they shall declare my praise so also you could see that as one of our um responsibilities or obligations if you will as being a children of god is giving god praise <laughs> bless me because we are his people and just truly getting in that mindset of praising God, which it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, we, it should not be that hard with all that we've learned in just this one podcast. This makes you want to praise God. Knowing that he is our father, he thinks so highly of us. He calls us a holy nation, a special people, his own people. He makes us the children of God. He justifies us. He glorifies us. Just knowing how much God praises and glorifies us should make us have this fire in our heart to praise and glorify God himself and he is oh so much greater than us so why not just give him that praise if God can praise us when he's the one that justified us you know it's not like we were justified through birth through something that we did but no God was the one that justifies us and yet even though it was his doing he still takes it a step further and glorifies us so that should make us want to glorify God and praise God for being a father for being the king of our nation for being the God of us as a people that truly is a blessing and truly should um, make us want to spew out praises unto God and then the next scripture that we'll be going to and this is the um, second from the last one so um, will be we can stay in this chapter of Isaiah 43 and it will still be Isaiah like I said Isaiah 43 and 6 through 7 which says I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Verse 7 says, Everyone who is called by, by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. So, this talks, uh, it's really... Um, it's truly a blessing. I always say that about the scriptures because I love the scriptures so much. And I'm so blessed that God would share his words with us, not only just in verbal form, but just in writing so that we always have it to look back on and to really read and meditate on. But um, when in verse six, where it says, I will say to the north, give them up and to the south, do not keep them back. And, you know, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, showing that God knows where we are and he does not want us to be into captivity. So, you know, he does not want us to be held back. You know, he's like, uh, do not keep them back, meaning do not keep my children from me. 
do not keep my children afar, you know, do not keep my children where they're not supposed to be. And that truly is a blessing that God, God will speak to the north and to the south, you know, he will speak to the land, to whatever he has to speak to, to get to us. And that shows how much he thinks of us and how much he cares about us. And then in verse 7, when it says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. So God truly takes pride in the in the creation of his hands. He truly takes pride in making us and forming us. You know, it's it's a sense of joy that he has formed a good Christian male like one of you listeners or a a beautiful Christian daughter like one of another one of you listeners or just like your family people in your family or people around you God takes joy in the fact that he has created and formed and made his people you know it truly blesses God to see the works of his hands you know um, and then the last scripture that we will be talking about is First John 3 and 1. So, let me try and print that one. So, it is First John 3 and 1, which says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. So it truly, um, John was really talking about how it was such a blessing. It is such a blessing to be called the children of God because lo God loves us so much that he calls us his very own children no matter if we mess up he knows every mistake that we're gonna make you know it it might be safer you know to call us just oh they're just they're just my people or they're they're just some people that I saved you know versus just calling us his very own children that means that he takes account for us that means that he takes some responsibility for us and that truly is a blessing and i almost feel the way that john felt just so exciting just behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of god like that truly is a blessing and also knowing that therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him so just understanding that the world doesn't understand why we praise this God that desires us. You know, why we love this Father that has claimed us as his children. They don't really understand us. They don't really know us because they didn't take the time out to know him. You know, so they don't really know us, which is which is okay because, I mean, it's a, it truly is a blessing to have God in we should rather have God than the world. You know, it is a blessing to have this God that desires us rather than the world that does not desire us. And even just different people with their different gods. You know, it's like they spend time praising their gods and sacrificing to their gods and doing things for their gods. But just to praise them, not realizing that their gods don't glorify them. 
There are other people's gods do not glorify their people the same way that our God does. Other people's God does not delight in their people like our God delights in us. And that's one way that we can be the difference. And we don't think of these things to like one-up people and to have like the battle of the gods or anything or the battle of religion or anything. No, but we have that because... We are all made equal. And um, just reading about how God created men and women in his image and just for us to have that desire for God and have that desire for the things that God gives. So it is very good that we educate ourselves with knowing about God and knowing about what God gives us and being able to know why we have faith in God because we might see something in somebody else that they may need. They may need a God that gives them love that surpasses all understanding or peace that surpasses all understanding. They may need that God that says that he desires them and that he formed them and that he loves them. They may need that type of God. So it is our duty to educate ourselves, not just for ourselves, or not just for our own situations but just to be a blessing unto others so yes that is the end of our scriptures and that is the end of this part two of talking about how god desires us because um one we are made in his image and two we are god's children slash people so i pray that this really resonates with you and really gets into your mind and is um, further than your mind and truly gets into your heart and just recognizing how you are his people i know um with two um kind of um points there it was a little bit a lot and also with that last point having so many scriptures but i just love the scriptures so much because it can back up our thoughts about god and just really get us to understand god and that helps us get closer to god and like i said before just also being able to have those things to witness to others and to say why god is so great especially um in a time like this when people um, can't rely on anything else. Like maybe people love to shop, you know, shopping is their pastime. Shopping helps them calm down or they love to go bowling or they love to do things that in this time that they're not able to do anymore. And that was their peace. That was their joy. That was their hope. That's what they look forward to. That's what kept them going, if you will. But you having this profound knowledge of who God is and realizing that in a time like this, the corona doesn't affect God. You know, so God is something more stable than going shopping. God is something more stable than going golfing. God is something more stable than seeing your friends all the time or spending time with family all the time. That God is something that is so much more stable. So it truly is a blessing to just keep things like that in mind as we go through just changing times and as we are just um, just going through life in general. I mean, the word is the, has been the word for over thousands of years, so it has always rang true. It's just that sometimes we take a little minute to get to it. But yeah, just keeping these things in mind and just always keeping God at the forefront of our minds and acknowledging God in all our ways, you know, so that he can direct our paths and just knowing that, I mean, having a God that loves you 
and directs your past. I know sometimes it's hard to do what's best for yourself and to walk in love with yourself in that sense. So having some God that truly loves you because he is the God of love and he created love. So he knows what love is. He knows what true love is. And having that God direct your paths is truly a blessing. So, um, again, guys, just connecting your faith with God's promises because this is truly what I've stated here today has truly been promises of God, promises that we are his people, promises that he loves us, promises that, you know, we are heir to his throne and we are made in the image of God and in the image of Christ. So, Yes, and I'm going to leave you all with that to meditate on that. And I pray that it really gets into your minds, especially through this time. Again, like I said, just really going through um, this time of this epidemic and just uh, continuing to pray for all of you all's families. And to just remember um, Second Chronicles 7 and 14, you know, to just pray and turn from our wicked ways so that God will hear from heaven and heal our land because this is in one way that we need a healing of our land. So, yes, I'm going to leave you all with that and I pray that you all are blessed and goodbye.